Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. It's my music! Break it down! It's the key. Oh, you didn't know? Stand back! I'm a Masita. Do you smell what the rock is cooking? Eat me. You're listening to Music of the Mat on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Music of the Mat, the podcast devoted exclusively to the music of pro wrestling. It's all part of the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. I am your host, Andrew Rich. This is episode 143, and let's talk a little bit about the music of No Mercy, shall we? And I'm not referring to the music of the pay-per-views, No Mercy. I'm not referring to the music of the pro wrestling Noah stable, No Mercy. No, I'm referring to the late 2000 video game, No Mercy, for the N64. Uh, part of a collection of wrestling video games made by the Aki Corporation in the late 90s for the N64 console. Uh, there was WCW versus NWO World Tour. There was the follow-up to that, which was WCW NWO Revenge. There was WWF WrestleMania 2000. And then the follow-up to that, which was WWF No Mercy. And then you had Virtual Pro Wrestling 1 and 2. Uh, which focused a lot more on the Japanese promotion side of things. And all of those games are some of the most highly acclaimed wrestling games of all time. Uh, and they did pretty well commercially, too. Uh, I believe Revenge, when it came out, was the highest-selling third-party Nintendo game ever, which is pretty damn impressive, I'd say. And, and it tells you, A, just how popular wrestling was at the time, and B how popular these games are. I mean, to this day, you still have people comparing current wrestling games to the likes of No Mercy or Revenge or whatever. Um, now, I bring up No Mercy and the Aki games in general because recently, AEW unveiled new footage of its upcoming first console game, Fight Forever. And this game has been hotly anticipated since the very beginning of the company, really. I mean, for the past you know three and a half years, the question's been... When's the game coming out? When's the game coming out? And it's coming out. You know, not now, of course, in a few more months, but the game is fast approaching. And a lot of the hype and a lot of the talk surrounding the game is people comparing it to No Mercy and people wanting it to be a throwback to the days of No Mercy and the other Aki games. Um, not the graphics, mind you. <laughs> I think the graphics will be much better than those games. Uh, but but gameplay-wise, a throwback to those, to those games in particular. Um... And in fact, one of the first announcements about Fight Forever was that they had brought in the director of No Mercy for this game uh, in some capacity. And that got people very excited because 
games like No Mercy and WrestleMania 2000 and Revenge, they hold a very special place in people's hearts. Um, now, for me personally, look, you guys know the score here by now. My wrestling fandom began in 2003. So I never played No Mercy when it came out or Revenge. Um, I did have an N64, though. We did have that in the household. But we played Super Mario 64. We had uh, 1080 Snowboarding. We had GoldenEye. Those kind of games. But never a wrestling game. My first wrestling game was for the GameCube, WrestleMania 18. And then I would get, you know, WrestleMania 19, Day of Reckoning, those games. And then I would get a PS2 and get Here Comes the Pain and, and that SmackDown vs. Raw a lineage of games and so on. So that's when I started becoming a wrestling fan and playing those wrestling games. So I, I missed out on No Mercy. I missed out on WrestleMania 2000 and the whole Aki boom. Um, although funny enough, I did play an Aki wrestling game for the GameCube, but it was the hip-hop wrestling game Def Jam Vendetta, which is a pretty good game, I should say. It has the same engine as the older games. But um, but yeah, playing as uh, as Nori and, and DMX and those kind of guys, it's, it's a bit different than playing as, you know, Chris Jericho and Kurt Angle or whatever. So um, now that said, I still ended up playing those earlier Aki games because uh, there was a time back in the day when I was a, a young whippersnapper where I got into emulators, you know, playing old console games on my computer. And of course, being a massive wrestling nerd, those games included Revenge and No Mercy and Mini 2000. And, you know, playing those games on the computer, it's just, it's not the same. You know, there's a keyboard instead of a controller and my computer monitor wasn't as big as my TV. Um, I, I don't want to come off as like David Lynch complaining about people watching movies on their phones. But, you know, it just it wasn't the same as playing it on a console with a big TV, you know? So, as a result, I don't have the deep, deep love for games like No Mercy or Revenge that people who played them when they came out do. Uh, both because I played it via emulator, but also because, you know, at that point, I was used to my wrestling games having good graphics and good gameplay. I was used to games like Here Comes the Pain and Day of Reckoning. So going back and playing No Mercy and playing Revenge, it doesn't fill me with the same sense of wonder as someone would have in 98 or 99, where they would go from, you know, the early to mid-90s games, where it's very arcade style and very cartoonish, to, say, the Acclaim games, Warzone and Attitude, where you had 3D graphics, but the gameplay sucked. And trust me, I know that because I emulated those games too, and they suck to play. But now you've got No Mercy. Now you've got Revenge and World Tour and WrestleMania 2000. You have these games where you do have 3D graphics, and the gameplay is amazing. You know, the Aki Collection was a major leap forward for wrestling games. And that's why you have people to this day who are so devoted to those games. And to this day, they modify them as well. I mean, No Mercy has had... A ton of mods to it over the years with, you know, different rosters, different moves, like, coded into the game. It, it's crazy. Um, I played a few of them myself, actually. Uh, there was a TNA versus ROH one. There was an ECW one, a modern WWE one. Um, so, yeah, just so much care and love and devotion are still being given to these games by the fans after all these years. Which is why, in 2022, you still have a lot of people hoping that Fight Forever is like No Mercy. And I hope so too, because No Mercy is a great game. Um, 
Hopefully the graphics are better. I will say that uh, because those late 90s Aki graphics are uh, a bit dated at this point. Um, I mean, when you have like basically flat smushed JPEGs of people's faces stapled onto models, that's not very ideal for this day and age. But um, but again, look, late 90s, N64, we can forgive them. We can forgive them, I think. But Anyway, let's get to the music of No Mercy, and um, I'm not going to do a big deep dive on all the songs, just give some overall pity thoughts on the music. And, um, you know, much like with the graphics, video game music has come a long way. You know, uh, back in the day of early games, they didn't have a lot of room or technical capabilities to have big-to-do soundtracks. But as time went on, and games got bigger, and technology advanced, they were allowed to, you know, have a big orchestra, have a big bunch of musicians come in, and make a full-fledged soundtrack, and it would sound amazing. As for No Mercy, it came out in 2000 for the N64, and like a lot of games that came out around that time, the music is very distinct, but it's not that complex in construction. You look at, like... The Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time, one of the most universally beloved and influential games ever, with one of the most universally beloved and influential scores ever, and you hear that main theme. is not a full-blown orchestra. That's just a guy on a keyboard. Same with, like, Super Mario 64. I could rattle off the music in that game back to front. Uh, Dire Dire Docks is one of the most calming, beautiful songs I've ever heard. Again, it's just a guy on a keyboard, and yet, as simple as these songs are compared to today's games, they have endured for decades. They are legendary, legendary songs. Now, the question is, who did the music for No Mercy? Well, I'll tell you this. It wasn't Jim Johnston. It wasn't him. Uh, the music director is credited as Ben Freedom, all caps, two exclamation points, and music composer and converter is Koji Niikura. And they were also involved in making the music for WrestleMania 2000 and Revenge. Uh, someone else did World Tour. And of the three, Mania, Revenge, and No Mercy, I prefer the music of No Mercy the most. Not to say that the other games don't have their moments, uh, like the Mania 2000 edit mode music.
That's a catchy little tune right there. But to me, Mania 2000, it's a little bit too dingy and industrial for my liking. It's too much of that stuff to me. And there is that kind of sound in No Mercy as well, but I think overall the music of No Mercy takes a little bit of a different path, and that's evident from the intro music. song really spells out what a lot of the music in the game is going to be, which is much more of a funk, hip-hop take on things. You know, the bass line, the percussion, uh, some record scratches here and there, of course. It's very different than the WrestleMania 2000 music in terms of that kind of tone. But also, it spices things up with various vocal samples and audio samples dropped into the mix. He kicked out, he kicked out, he kicked out. If you smell... Socko, The Rock says, etc., etc. So it livens things up in that aspect as well. It's not just music. It's music and also some fun clips of wrestling personalities. And that whole funky hip-hop mood mixed with the clips, that will give birth to arguably the game's most famous piece of music, which is music from the exhibition menu. The actual funk music is fine. But when you add in dig dig diggity dig diggity dog socko break it, that puts it over the top, makes it like super fun and memorable. And uh, if you remember, when we did the first episode of Music and Memories with Rich Krejci, he picked this song as one of his choices. And just seeing how much of an earworm this sucker is, <laughs> I could see why. It's very obvious. Um, I do wonder, though, what was the thought process behind Dig Dig Diggity Dig Diggity Dog? I do wonder where that came from. Just one of life's mysteries, I suppose. But but anyway, that trend of the vocal samplings there, it's not in every aspect of the game. It's sort of confined 
to much of the menu music, um, like the championship mode, for example. Smackdown Mall edit mode music. say this is a very grunty soundtrack at times. Ugh. Also, speaking of SmackDown Mall, I want to give a shout out to the Attitude Era podcast. On their Patreon, one of their series they do for that is called SmackDown Crawl, where they review every episode of SmackDown from the beginning. And the music they use for the intro and outro of those episodes is the music from the SmackDown Mall shop. <laughs> It reminds me of like organ music from a sports arena. But it's funny, uh, they've done like 92 episodes of that show. At this point, I associate that song more with the podcast than I do with the game. It just it is what it is, I guess. But um, but it's funny, you know, even though I haven't played the game all that much, and I haven't played it in quite some time, perusing through YouTube, perusing through the menu music specifically, when I play a track, it comes back to me immediately. Oh, that's the exhibition menu music. Oh, that's the option menu music. That's this and that. It, it just kind of springs back to me right away, which just goes to show you that, again, you don't need a fancy schmancy setup to make memorable music. You just need, you know, dig 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 a dog and some funky beats. That's all you need, really. But before we move on here, let me just say that this episode of Music of the Mat is brought to you by HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients, and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. I know with the recent inflation going on that we're all looking for ways to save some money. In fact, HelloFresh can help you do that. It's 25% less expensive than takeout and even cheaper than grocery shopping too. So it's very money smart there. And there's always something new on the menu. From family-friendly to fit and wholesome or even veggie recipes, there's something to please everyone this upcoming fall season. And as I've said many times before on the show here, I am not an expert in the kitchen, but HelloFresh helps me out immensely. I have all the ingredients right there. 
The recipes are simple to follow and the prep work and cleanup time is low. So if you're like me, you want to make some nice meals all by yourself, go to hellofresh.com slash VOW16 and use the code VOW16 for up to 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts. Once again, hellofresh.com slash VOW16. That's the number 1616. Use the code VOW16 and get up to 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Moving on to the background music during the wrestling matches uh, part of the game. I don't have as much of a strong connection to that as I do the menu music. And I don't know if people are the same way about that, but to me, it just doesn't have that kind of instant, oh yes, that song, I know that song, as the menu music does. And part of that is, of course, the menu music has the sound bites in there, and that's going to make them more memorable. But I will say, you know, the in-game match music, they do make some interesting choices, I think. Um, you do have your aggressive, high-energy, high-intensity wrestling fight music, of course. definitely hear the WrestleMania 2000-ness in those with the <laughs> parts. But there are other times where it's a bit more laid back and a little bit more groovy, but it still has this kind of menace to it. It still has this kind of malevolence to the whole thing. there's like a tribal dance song for some reason.
So yeah, some interesting choices there for background music beyond just the standard, ah, let's beat him up aggression music, ah. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking, ah, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy Slab Packs at Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. I was able to open an Arena Club Slab Pack, and, and I'll be honest, it was a lot better than what you normally do. Say you go to a card show, and there's a random innocuous brown bag of cards and yeah you can open it and look it's going to be junk you're you, you know what i mean like you know what you're probably going to get in those maybe you find that fun and sometimes i do sometimes i like just opening up cards and saying oh, hey look at some random cards or whatever but if you're really in this game to to find value and find particular cards it sucks to have to buy these mystery packs and it ends up being you know almost nothing you know nothing of value not with arena club you can display, again, of all available cards, hit rates, grading. So you know that when you're opening up the slab pack, you are going to get something valuable. You are getting something good. And Arena Club, in addition to having those great slab packs we just talked about, is also a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying, all that sort of stuff. But those Arena Club slab packs, man, they are revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your polls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling, and you can have them officially graded by Arena Club as well. So again, setting these things off, it's going to be officially graded by Arena Club. And the Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent with full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform that you have to check out. So right now, I've got a special offer here for Voices of Wrestling Network listeners. You can get 10% off of your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash V-O-W net. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W net. Now, that's a crazy offer. That's 10% off a $400 slab pack. $40 off right there. 10% off your first purchase. No matter what that purchase is, 10% off again that's arena club.com slash vow net arena club.com slash vow net for 10% off your first purchase on arena club and we thank them for sponsoring the voices of wrestling podcast network what's going on guys this is rich from the flagship podcast here on the voices of wrestling podcast Network. If I could have a moment of your time, I'd like to tell you about one of our sponsors, Eufy Video Lock. Eufy Video Lock is a smart lock, a 2K camera, and a doorbell, all three in one, offering you triple security. So you can have everything in one device rather than installing many pieces on your front door. But it's not just for security. The Eufy Video Lock is also for convenience. No more concerns about losing keys, and you can assign passwords to your family members and see them coming back home via the integrated cameras. Some other great features we love about the Eufy Video Lock is it is easy to install and set up with just a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling required. Keyless entry, no more fumbling for keys when your hands are full. You never have to worry about kids losing keys or passing among renters. You also have 0.3 second, 0.3 second, fingerprint 
recognition, and one second unlocking. Again, 0.3 seconds, it's going to recognize your fingerprints, and in one second, it's going to unlock. And with the AI self-learning chip embedded, the more you use it, the more accurate it will be. Also, no battery anxiety. You have a rechargeable battery in there that could last around four months, and you will get a low battery notification before it runs out. Uh, passcode unlocking, a remote control with a 2K clear sight. See who's at your door and control from anywhere through the Eufy app. With enhanced night vision, you can have optimized view even in the evening. You can also secure your package delivery by view and two-way audio. And then best of all, no monthly fee. A bunch of other brands out there are going to charge you a monthly fee. You have your recordings locally and you never have to pay for storage. Customer service, Eufy's got you handled as well. They are on standby for you 24-7 so you can enjoy a worry-free experience with an 18-month warranty all backed by their professional customer service team. Contact them anytime by telephone, email, or live chat. Personally, as a homeowner, I love my Eufy video lock. I have the ability to see what's going on when I'm not home, when packages have has arrived, and, and really the thing I love the most about it, the ease of being able to lock and unlock my doors without having to fumble with my keys and reach in my pocket or wait, no, crap, they're in my backpack, all that sort of stuff. All this is happening while my dogs are barking at me. You know what? Not anymore with the Eufy video lock. I touch it. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition. One second doors unlocked much much easier so if you want to jump on board with eufy video lock search eufy video lock that is e u f y video lock again that's eufy video lock e u f y video lock or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door Now, the final little section here has to do with the original entrance themes made for the game. And if you remember, way back when, for the longtime listeners, I did an episode where I talked about uh, some of the original themes of the WWF Attitude game that came out a few years before No Mercy. And suffice to say, uh, some of the original entrance themes for that game were, uh, well, they were something. Remember, that was an acclaimed game, and this is Aki. So it's a different team, and they went in a much different direction for the entrance themes here, uh, which thankfully, thankfully so. Um, the thing about these themes is that they're not just custom themes for creator wrestlers. They're also used for bonus characters in the game. Now you have the first one, which is your default CAW theme. Character. Character. 
another funk hip-hop mix there. Uh, your record scratches, your deep bass line. Uh, pretty standard in line with the uh, rest of the game, I'd say. Then you have this song, which, keep in mind, this is for Howard Finkel. I'll play this song and think of Howard Finkel. This is his theme in the game. Listen, when I hear a deep, maniacal laugh at the beginning of a song, and then it transitions into this 90s breakbeat techno jam, I don't think of Howard Finkel first and foremost. He doesn't come to mind right away with this kind of music. I'm sorry. It's it's a very odd choice, to say the least. Um, And then we have this song. A much more sultry affair here. You might conjure up images of a of an alluring model walking down the runway or doing a strip tease, perhaps. Well, that was the theme for Mae Young in the game. And um, as much as I don't want to think about Mae Young in an alluring or sultry or stripping kind of way, I do think it fits uh, both as a funny gag and, if you remember, Mae Young did some stripping. Uh, during this whole time period there. So, uh, you know, it does work in that sense, too. So, there you go. Then we have this song from Michael Cole. I don't know, it's a little bit too funky for Michael Cole, in my opinion. Especially 2000 Michael Cole with the frosted tips coming in. A little too much funk in my view. But we do eschew the funk for this next one here. And uh, it's for Andre the Giant. Yes, Andre was in the No Mercy game as a bonus character. Here you go. This is basically the intro music without the transition to the funk parts. This is that opening with the the whole way through. And it works so well for Andre because it's big and loud and doom and gloom. There's the big stomps as well with the percussion. So, yeah, if you're going to have an Andre theme, 
in a game like this, then this is what you go for. It's pretty damn good. Now, there are two more themes I want to bring up, and there are themes that are not used by wrestlers in the game. Not really. Um, the first one here is a song that sounds a lot like a theme from the New Generation era. See if you can guess what it is. If you guessed the Portuguese Man of War, Aldo Montoya, I'm sorry, that is incorrect. Uh, no, this is basically just the No Mercy version of the Big Daddy Cool Diesel theme. Same riff, same blues tone, even a MIDI harmonica thrown in there for good measure as well. And it's weird because Kevin Nash, obviously there are no plans to put him in this game, even as a secret bonus character. But I'll tell you who was supposed to be in this game, Big Show. Big Show was supposed to be in this game, but earlier in the year, they took him off TV to go to OVW and to lose weight. So they took Big Show out of the game too and replaced him with Stevie Richards. But Big Show's model was still in the game code somewhere. You could still access it through, I think, GameShark or something like that. So theoretically, you could make Big Show in the game with the photo of his face. You don't have the music, but... This theme here sounds a lot like the Big Show theme and has that same kind of lumbering quality to it, the da 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 It's not the same, of course, but it can it can work in a pinch, that's what I'm saying. So yes, this is very much a big daddy cool diesel one for one here, but if need be, it could be a big show theme too. Which brings me to the last theme here, which again, you'll figure out real quick who this theme song can work for. So the gun kind of gives it away. Uh, this is very much an Undertaker sounding song with uh, some extra funk and record scratches and uh, uh, thrown in for good measure. And in the game, Undertaker, he uses the raw theme for his entrance. If you remember, this is when he had American Badass by Kid Rock as his actual theme in real life. But I guess if he can't get the rights to it for the game, they had to use the raw theme instead. So there you go. Why they didn't use this custom theme, The Undertaker, I don't know. My, my best guess is that it sounded a little too similar to the Dark Side theme that, you know, Dead Man Taker used a few years earlier. And it's not as congruent with American Badass Biker Taker. I can see that being the reason. But if you want to change Taker's theme to a more Taker-sounding song in general, here you go. They put it in the game for you, so... Pretty nice of them, I'd say. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's the music of No Mercy. There you go. <laughs> uh, I guess wrapping this whole thing up here, 
it's fun to look back on a time period where wrestling games, and I guess sports games in general, actually based the entire game's soundtrack around an original score. You know, nowadays, the norm for sports games and fighting games and wrestling games, it's licensed music. You know, you put on WWE 2K or Madden or whatever, and you'll hear, you know, big name artists or indie artists while you're zipping around the menus. Whereas with No Mercy and those games in that era, you don't have that. You have a man and his keyboard. You're not going to hear the Foo Fighters or Jay-Z when you boot up No Mercy. No, you're going to hear this. And you know what? We wouldn't have it any other way. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Music of the Mat. Thank you so much for listening. Of course, Music of the Mat is part of the Voices of Wrestling podcast network. You can find all the great podcasts on there at VoicesOfWrestling.com. Follow the show on Twitter at Music of the Mat. Follow me on Twitter at Andrew T. Rich. VoicesOfWrestling.com slash Discord for all discussions and comments. VoicesOfWrestling.com slash Donate. For any donations, uh, just click the big donate button beneath the name Music of the Mat. If you donate, hey, thanks so much. You're awesome. Rate, review, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and many other places. And of course, HelloFresh.com slash VOW16. Use the code VOW16 for 16 free meals across 7 boxes and 3 free gifts. I'm Andrew Rich, and I'll see you next time on Music of the Mat. Take care, guys. Music of the Mad is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. The songs used throughout this show are property of their respective copyright holders.